Uh, welcome to church. Um, if you are wondering where is Ben and what happened to Revelation, um, well, the answer is that Ben is sick and Revelation is still in the back of your Bible, but we're not going to be studying it today. Uh, you can turn to Philippians 4 if you want. Reve- yeah, Revelation, I'm not even qualified to teach it yet because I can't even say it right. Okay, Revelation, there's just one of them. Um, there's just a lot of chapters in it. So, uh, Ben uh, called in sick this morning. He's got a cold. I had to make sure to pronounce that, otherwise it sounds like something else. Uh, so he asked me to cover for him today and do a teaching uh, or a prayer night. And I was like the kid at the ice cream shop where you have like chocolate or vanilla. So this is a long time ago. I grabbed the handle in the middle and wanted to swirl. So what we're doing tonight is kind of a combination of a... Uh, of a Bible study and a prayer time, because I want to talk about uh, Thanksgiving and gratitude, not the meal, though I love the meal, uh, but I want to talk about um, gratefulness, gratitude, Thanksgiving. Uh, But I'm just going to do more of a devotional on it, so then we can actually spend some time together uh, in Thanksgiving prayer, I guess you'd say, to the Lord, um, which is why Dan asked you to move up. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, I'll share the devotional uh, from Philippians 4, and then we'll spend some time um, just thanking the Lord for, for all that he's done for us, um, and then we'll, then we'll close with a song. So, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about gratitude today, or thankfulness, um, and specifically in the context of uh, anxiety and worry. And we're going to see kind of how those things work together, how they relate. Um, and what we're going to see is that, uh, you know, we, we all face various problems in life, challenges, hardships. Uh, and we're going to see that what anxiety does is it magnifies our problems. But what gratitude does or thankfulness is it magnifies the Lord. Uh, and in other words, um, worry tells our heart how big our problems are, but thankfulness tells our heart how big our God is. You know, it, I think it's important that we take some time to talk about uh, thankfulness, you know, whether it be this time of the year or, or any other time of the year, because this year's been crazy, right? There's been a lot that's, that's gone on. We've all experienced some things together, uh, viruses, fires, elections, riots, etc. you name it, it's basically happened in 2020. Uh, but there's, I know that you all have faced various things in your own personal lives, in your walks with the Lord. Um, there's been hardship, there's been pain, there have been trials, loss, disappointment, heartache. I don't know what you all have gone through, or, um, but we have walked through things this last year. And the, the reality is that trials do something uh, to us. I'm thinking of uh, the, the classic Laffy Taffy joke that what did the grape say when it got stepped on? It just let out a little wine. Well, that's often what happens to us when we get stepped on in life is it kind of makes us whine. We grumble and we complain. And, um, you know, we think life shouldn't be so hard, right? We, we know life is hard and we're like, it, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this hard, right? It's so easy to get caught up in all the negative things or negative things that are happening in our life, it makes us forget how good God is, right? Complaining, it very quickly takes our eyes 
off of the goodness of God, and it puts them on the brokenness of this world. And we just fixate on that, right? And part of what complaining and, and grumbling and just being upset about anything that's going on, what it does, it kind of prepares the soil of our hearts for anxiety to grow, right? When we're constantly complaining. Um, so the other thing that happens as we go through trials is, uh, or hard, hardships is that it causes us to worry or be anxious about how a situation is going to turn out. And it so easily captivates our thoughts. I think probably we've all experienced those moments where you feel like you are captive to these thoughts that are just running around in your head because you don't know what's going to happen with something. But what worry also does, just like complaining, is it makes us take our eyes off of the Lord and put them on something else, right? Anxiety grows very easily in our hearts when we're in the habit of focusing on the brokenness of this world instead of focusing on the healer of our souls. So what we're talking about tonight, um, intentional gratitude, giving thanks to God, it's a key part of, of remedying really both of those things, grumbling, whining, uh, and worry and anxiety. Um, so we're going to look tonight at my favorite verse on gratitude or thankfulness, which is in Philippians chapter 4. Um, one of the beautiful things about subbing in when you're, for someone preaching, you can just pick wherever you want in the Bible and teach on it. So this is where I went. Now, this is, this is, when I think about Bible verses about thankfulness, really this is the first one that comes to my mind. I know there's a lot of Psalms that say, you know, give thanks. Um, but this is really the main one that sticks out in my mind. Um, I think because it's, because, you know, it's, it's Philippians 4, you know, 6 and 7, talking about, you know, being, being anxious for nothing and, and how God's peace will fill our hearts. And there's this thanksgiving that's kind of thrown in in the middle of it. It kind of seems out of place. You're like, wait, I thought we're talking about, like, how bummed we are. Why should we be thankful right now? Um, but we're going to see the role that it plays uh, in this conversation, in shifting the focus of our hearts. Um, so, it won't be for long, but if you're able, stand and we'll read God's word. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Well, Father, as we look at this passage, as we talk about um, anxiety and uh, gratitude and just the power that, um, that we find, Lord, when we turn our eyes off of um, our, our cares and we place them on you, um, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, free our souls, Lord, that you would... Um, where any area in our hearts that we are focused, Lord, on something else besides you, that you'd bring it back to you, Lord, um, through prayer and through, um, through thankfulness and gratitude, Lord. So would you be with us? Would you fill me with your spirit to speak clearly your word? In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can take a seat. Um, so verse 6, right? Philippians 4, 6, and 7, they kind of give us a problem, a solution, and the result of implementing the solution, okay? So the problem in verse 6 is, is, is anxiety. It says, be anxious for nothing, but, so it's leading to something else. So the first thing we see in this passage um, is that 
anxiety exists, okay? Because if nobody in the Philippian church and nobody in the church since then, in any church since then, ever dealt with feeling anxious, it'd be kind of pointless for Paul to put this in here, right? But it says all scripture is profitable. And if it was a needless verse, it would not be profitable. But it's very much needed. Do you guys feel it? It's needed to be reminded to be anxious for nothing, okay? Right? We, we face anxiety when we come across a problem or a scenario or outcome that might be bad or that, that will be bad or we don't, something we don't know how to solve. And, you know, you think that we would just kind of calmly and patiently be like, all right, Lord's going to handle this. And that's kind of like the goal, but it's not the reality uh, as often as I think we'd like. I know for me, it's not. Um, it's very easy to worry about what might happen. It's very easy to worry that what might happen will happen. And what's the result? We're just unsettled. We're distraught. We're upset, right? But, but anxiety, it says, should not be the practice for God's children. It says, be anxious for nothing. So we realize that anxiety exists, but then Paul's also telling us, but don't be anxious. Okay, so how do those things relate? Because it's hard sometimes to not feel anxious. Well, I, I want to clarify, it's not, I don't think it's that Paul is telling us it's wrong to, to feel anxious or be worried about things, to have things come to mind that, that worry you, but we should not let those things run our hearts, okay? We're not just, God has given us, God has given us a different way to respond to things that are outside our control. We can either worry about them or we can do something else, right? Paul's not saying it's wrong to have cares, right? Because remember, 1 Peter 5 says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you, okay? So we have cares. And I think if we combine what Paul and Peter are saying, it's not that saying, don't have cares. You shouldn't, nothing should ever worry you or, or bother you or make you feel anxious. What he's saying is when those things do come across your mind, don't let them live there. Rather, do something else. Rather, cast them on the Lord. He's saying your cares are heavy, so don't let them crush you. That's not what God has for us. But when we face those things, we can give them to the Lord. We can, we can throw those anxieties, cast those cares on the Lord. So what's the better response that God has given us besides just worrying? Okay, um, you know, he, he's telling us, you know, instead of being anxious, we have prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. We let our requests be known to God. And then we have this peace that passes understanding. It will guard our hearts and minds. And I want to I wanna give a little bit of an analogy that I was <clears throat> thinking of this afternoon as I was as I was studying for this. So imagine you get a cut on your hand, right? Get this cut on your hand, it bleeds, and it gets infected, okay? So now you have this infected cut. And what happens with those often, if I remember right, Dr. Mike can correct me, but they get itchy, right? They can, infections can, can itch. Now, it's normal for them to feel itchy, right? It's normal to want to scratch. I'm going to use scratch and, and kind of like brings relief for like two seconds, and then you're like, it's still still itches, which is why it's not good to have an infection, right? Um, so in this analogy, right, imagine that, uh, that our anxiety is like, is like a, or is like a, our cares, our cares, are like, or sorry, our anxiety or our cares is like an infection, okay? We have this infection, and worrying is kind of like just 
scratching it. It doesn't solve anything. It just kind of feels good for a minute, but it doesn't help anything, and it really only can make it worse. Now, we, we're told we should, we should pray. It says everything with prayer. Okay, so prayer is telling us where to go. It's telling us to go to God like we should go to a doctor with that, right? Supplication tells us what to do when we get there. It means making a petition. So we should tell the doctor about the infection, right? Uh, Thanksgiving, what Thanksgiving does, it reminds us who God is because we start thanking him for all he's done. Um, And then letting our requests be made known, it's like asking the doctor, hey, can you clean this out? Can you open this up, clean it out so it can actually heal? And that, and that peace is like the healing. So let's bring it all together, right? You, 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 know, you don't just sit around and don't just sit around scratching your infection, right? Scratching your hand because it itches. No, instead, don't do that. Instead, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor and tell him about your infection, and remember, he's not just some Joe Blow walking in off the street with a scalpel being like, all right, I'll fix you. No, he is a good doctor and he knows, he knows how to, to heal your infection. He's, healed, he's helped you get better in the past. And then ask him to do that again, right? To, to bring healing to you. And the doctor will clean out your infection and he will bring peace to your itching hand right? It makes sense for us to go to the doctor with an infection, and it also, it makes sense in the same way to go to the Lord with our anxiety, doesn't it? Right? So, so it tells us the solution that we have is that in everything by prayer. Prayer is where we should go. It's like going to the doctor. So when you face something in your life that makes you feel anxious, when you're experiencing anxiety or worry or fear about something, take it to the Lord. That's the first step. Go to the Lord. Instead of staying alone in your thoughts, instead of staying alone with your worries and your concerns and your cares, take them to the Lord. Go to the Lord. And it says, so with prayer and now supplication. So supplication is, prayer is where we should go. Supplication is what we should do, okay? Um, we should tell God what is making us anxious, what is weighing us down. This is casting our cares on him. They're not physical. They're, they're inside. They're in, internal. Right? God doesn't invite us to come into his presence with our cares and then just hold them there. Like, he didn't say, come into my presence and, 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 and then just sit there worrying. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've definitely had moments where I like start to pray about something and then I just start thinking about it. And then I find like 10 minutes later, I've just been worrying and I feel really anxious even though I'm like technically praying, but I've not been talking to the Lord about it. I've just been like in my own head. Maybe I'm the only one. Um, but God wants us to come into his presence and tell him about what is weighing us down. Okay? Now, then he says, and this is our, our key word here, it says, with thanksgiving. This is the word that we're like, why is this here? It's here because what thanksgiving does, what gratitude does, is it changes where we focus. When we start calling to remembrance the goodness of God and how faithful he's been to us, when we start thanking him when we're feeling anxious and worried, it does something to our hearts, doesn't it? It changes what we're thinking about because we're intentionally thinking about something 
other than our problems. We're thinking about the Lord. Right? When we do that, we stop thinking about the one thing. We start thinking about what we should be thinking about. Thankfulness changes our perspective. Changes our perspective. Now, I don't love heights. The stage is great. Um, when I was younger, especially, I loved climbing trees. I know those two things seem like uh, a contradiction, but I wasn't the biggest fan. But I love climbing trees, right? So like, I, I have memories of you climb a tree, it's awesome, and then you look down, and you're like, oh, man. Like, your knees get weak, and you, it's, I mean, your arms get weak, everything. You're just like, your head starts spinning. You're like, this is so far, and you start thinking about everything that could possibly happen if you fall. And the only way that you can really get a clear head again is by changing where you're looking. Instead of looking down and starting to get dizzy, you look up. And as soon as you look up, you're like, I can keep going. Like, I just got to grab that branch. And you start thinking about what you're holding on to instead of how far you could potentially fall. And that's really what it's like with, with anxiety. Instead of our focus just being on whatever is worrying us, we change our focus and we start putting it on the Lord. And I think, I think if, if the Lord was just like, start thinking about something else. That's easy to say, but it's really hard to do, right? But what thankfulness does is it gives us something to think about. We're intentionally looking back at our lives, we're looking into God's word, and we're saying, hey, what do I have to be thankful for? And then we start remembering who God is. We start remembering his faithfulness in our lives. And we know that we can trust God because we remember what God has done for us. Okay? Just like that random guy runs in, you know, walks into the, the doctor's office and he's got a scalpel. He's like, I'm the doctor. I'm going to fix you. And you're like, I don't know who you are. You would not have much confidence and trust in this guy. But then your real doctor walks in and you're like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Come at me with the whatever you're going to do. I mean, a scalpel's the only thing I know, so that's just what I say. But, you know, you trust the doctor because he's, you know he's a good doctor. You know who he is. He's, he's helped you before. He's helped tons of other people before. And so it gives you a level of peace because you know who is helping you, okay? And so we're, we're going to the Lord with our requests, it says, let your requests be made known to God. The last thing is you, you're asking God to help you. You're asking him for help. You don't just go to the doctor and be like, yeah, you know, I, I got an infection in my hand. You might just say that, but what you're really asking is, will you fix this, please? You're telling him what it is, and you're saying, will you do this? They, sometimes they might give you multiple options of treatment, um, and you pick one, and you say, I want you to do this. Like, God doesn't want us to just come to him with our anxieties. He wants us to cast those things on him, but he also wants us to ask him for help and be specific to the situation. If you're anxious, ask for peace. If you're hurting, ask for comfort. If you're tired, ask for strength. Right? I, I think it's worth noting the order that, that all of this is is, is given. It's not just a random order. It doesn't start with thankfulness. It doesn't say, hey, tell God about your problems, oh, and then be thankful. It starts off with you're going to God. So you imagine you've got this thing in your hands, right? And you're focused on it. And you're like, okay, I need to go to God. So you go to God. So then you're there. 
and then you tell, start telling him about this thing in your hands, but you're still kind of focused on it. So now you've told them about it. That's supplication. But then thankfulness changes your perspective, and instead of looking at your, the thing in your hands, your eyes shift to who is helping you. And then now that you've realized and remembered and preached to yourself who God is through thankfulness, then you ask him. Then you ask him for help, right? Because if what happens sometimes is that anxiety and worries and cares, they shrink God down in our minds to a little miniature God, like God isn't very powerful and he doesn't really care that much. But when you start looking at God's word and you start recalling and reminding your own heart of his faithfulness, suddenly God has become He's not gotten bigger. You've just started to see him more clearly. And then asking this powerful God who does not leave us or forsake us, who's an ever-present help in time of need, who ever lives to make supplication for us, that God, oh, I can ask him to help me and I can ask him for big things because I see him as he is. And that's what thankfulness does for us. Okay, and then what's the result? It says that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says our hearts and our minds are guarded. These are the two areas that worry affects the most, isn't it? The way we think and the way that we feel. Our hearts and our minds. And it says that Christ Jesus, through his, through the peace of God, will guard those two areas. The areas where we experience the most turmoil, inner turmoil, that's what Jesus is going to watch over when we bring him our anxiety through prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Okay? And they're going to be guarded, watched over, right? Or protected by the peace of God. Now think a minute. How much peace does God have? A lot of peace, right? He's not worried about anything. He's not concerned. He's not anxious about what tomorrow holds because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows, oh yeah, I'm in charge. He actually doesn't say, oh yeah, because he's always, he always remembers it. He never forgets it, right? Imagine that strong, immovable, steady peace of God. That's what will guard our hearts. That's what will protect our hearts and minds. And it says it's beyond understanding, the peace of God which passes Understanding. It's not something we need to just understand here in our minds. It's something we have to experience, and we only really experience it and receive it through faith by trusting Jesus with our cares. And then we experience his peace in our hearts. We have to trust God. So, because true peace really only comes when we've trusted every problem to the Lord, not when we've solved every problem. Okay, we don't have to have the solutions. We don't have to understand it. We just have to trust him, and then his peace will will guard our hearts and minds. And I, I think it's important to point out and remind us that for believers, this is not an optional, like, bonus. This is a command of Jesus be anxious for nothing is a command from the Lord to us as his kids. Do not worry about tomorrow, Matthew 6, 34. That's a command. We're not allowed to. Why? Because thought for tomorrow, that's God's job. 
right? Ours is to trust him now. His is to take care of tomorrow, okay? So that is, that is, that is his job, and we can trust him. So I want to move into a little time of, of prayer, and I just, want, I just want to ask you, what are you thankful for? What has God, what has the Lord done? Because it's easy to remember the, 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 the trials, the struggles, the hardships of this last year. But I want us to take a minute and think about, okay, what has God done for me in this last year? What has he showed me? What has he taught me about who he is? What has he brought me through? You know, there might be some who, who feel like, I got nothing, you know? Everything's just completely fallen apart. But the reality is we still have his love to be thankful for. We still have life. We have free air. We have salvation. We have his presence. We have a living eternal hope. We still have who God is. And that is a reason to be thankful. We're never in such a low place that we're like, I can't be anxious for nothing because I have nothing to be thankful for because we still have life in our bones and so we have something to be thankful for. Okay, so um, I want to spend some time just thanking the Lord together. I'll, I'll open in prayer and, um, and then just, just pray and thank the Lord for what he's done. It doesn't have to be long prayers, like 10 minutes each. Just shout out something that the Lord has done because what that does is now I get to say, oh, look, I see what the Lord has done in your heart, in your life. That's what you're thankful for. That's how the Lord's been faithful to you. Oh, that's awesome. And then my faith and your faith is encouraged by all of us sharing. So um, I just wanted to, yeah, make a space for that. And I wanna, we, want, we all want to hear what you're thankful for. Um, and I want to take a moment to say, I know there's a few people watching on the live stream, and I know the whole prayer time part of it can be hard to feel like you're a part. Um, I'm going to look at the comments. So whatever you're thankful for, put your, just put your first name and what you're thankful for in the comments, and I'll just read them out. So you, can, you guys can be a part of, of what's going on, um, and so we can know what you're thankful for. So I'm going to look at the comments just on YouTube, um, and uh, yeah, so tell us what you're thankful for. And also, people are going to see that later on the live stream, so... Um, they'll get to know what you're thankful for as well. Um, well, let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are thankful, Lord. We thank you for what you've done. And um, Lord, we just, we just want to lift our hearts and our eyes and our minds and our thoughts and place them on, on your faithfulness, Lord. And um, we just praise you that, you that you are always faithful, Lord. I thank you that you do not change that though there's been so much in this last year that has been um, just unsteady and unstable, Lord, your love and your presence has not changed at all. And it has been so faithful, Lord. And we just praise you um, for that. And God, I want to thank you um, for giving me and giving my wife uh, such a sweet community and a church family to be in and um, giving us this place that we get to serve and call home. Um, and um, it's just beyond, beyond what we could hope or imagine. So we, I just thank you for that, Lord.
I have a couple comments to share from uh, YouTube. Uh, Margaret says, I am so thankful and part of the body of Christ. I am thankful for today and my family. I'm thankful that we have live streams. So when I can't go out, I can still be part of church. And then um, Catherine says, uh, thankful for church giving space for testimonies and thankful for godly character modeled by Jesus and grateful that we could finally move to Washington, or yeah, move to Washington and then hopeful that the Lord is moving in the hearts and minds of non-believers. And Lord, I will um, also just agree with um, just what several people have said and, um, and I know that both Hillary and I are, are thankful for for COVID in those first couple months, especially of lockdown, because Lord, you really used it to um, just bond us together in such a special way. Um, and I'm just really, really thankful for that and um, thankful for her. Well, Father, I'm um, just so thankful, Lord, for the peace that you give us Lord, and, and that we, don't, we really don't have to worry about a thing, and um, for the hope that you've given us, that we can have our eyes on eternity, this life is not all that we have. Um, we just praise you, Lord, for the, the sure and steady uh, hope that we have in Jesus, Lord. We just praise you. Amen.